This is the Colonial Department's Extra Credit, a bonus show that provides some nugget-sized tidbits of Philippine colonial history. It's based on the most recent episode, so if you haven't yet, check out Season 3, Episode 13, The Friar Who Loved the Flowers and the Trees, then hop on back here for some extra credit. For Philippine history buffs, I really can't recommend Resil Mujares' 2013 book Isabella's Archive enough. The writing, the research, the music of those lines, this collection of 30-plus essays from the National Artist for Literature is just mm, chef's kiss. It's legit inspired a lot of episodes in this podcast. One of the most tantalizing essays in this book dives into the mystery of Father Manuel Blanco's last book. Mujares gives the caveat that the story of El Indio is apocryphal, which I also make clear in the last part of my podcast episode about Father Blanco. Still, whether it's true or not, it's a fascinating anecdote. I presented it pretty much as is, but Resil Mujares' probing, expansive essay makes Father Blanco's last work about so much more. Seriously, hit up Anvil Publishing on Lazada and grab the book to read it. And while my episode was mostly about Father Blanco's life, the legacy of his science book Flora de Filipinas stretches far beyond his death. So I wasn't able to put down every interesting detail that I jotted down on my notes, but here are three interesting little tidbits about Flora de Filipinas that I left on the cutting room floor. One. Father Manuel Blanco's Flora de Filipinas wasn't just an important science book, it was an important art book as well. The third edition of the book, published in Barcelona decades after his death, featured tons of illustrations by a clutch of Filipino painters, some of whom would later become world-renowned artists. The biggest name in the list? Felix Resurrection Hidalgo. 2. The Augustinians spent a princely sum of 73,000 pesos to fund the publication of this grand illustrated edition of Flora de Filipinas. This was a huge investment back in those days. When the grand edition of Flora de Filipinas was finally published, nearly 40 years after Fray Blanco's death, it came with a stunning red and gold cover. It was presented in the Amsterdam Exposition of 1883, where it won the grand prize for science. 3. For a long time, Flora de Filipinas was a rare and very coveted tome of Filipiniana. Only 500 copies of the illustrated Barcelona edition were printed. 1,000 black and white copies were later published in the Philippines. Historian Ambeth Ocampo once wrote that a bookseller in Amsterdam offered to sell him a copy of the Barcelona edition for $25,000. And now I leave you with a quote from Resil Mujares' essay. Here, the author grapples with what it might have meant for the botany-obsessed friar to write an encyclopedia about the Filipino people as his last book. It is interesting that Fray Blanco is cast as the friar in this story. In many ways, he was the perfect protagonist. He was the paragon of an assiduous scholar, a voracious reader who was learned in the sciences and meticulous in his work. Blanco had said it was simple curiosity that moved him to study plants. Yet he was undoubtedly aware that there was a religious purpose to his taxonomic labor as well, 
to reveal, as natural theology teaches, the underlying system and orderliness in all of God's creation. If so, what did Blanco make of the growing signs of social disorder in the colony? What does it say that a reclusive classifier of plants would be chosen to write an anthropological treatise on the Filipino? Does this insinuate the dark malice that reduces the native to the category of something less than human? A phenomenon of nature like plants? Or does it mock the naivete of the colonizer's claim of a superior science? And that's it. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode. We'll be back soon with Season 4 of the Colonial Department.